Hello, brothers, and welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonko, National Vice President for Student Affairs. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be a part of this production. And of course, I couldn't do any of this on my own. I have some amazing help from our national communications team, our student advisory committee, and a special shout out to our editor, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI Presents. So to all of our returner listeners, welcome back and thank you so much for your support. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to our show. We appreciate you taking the time to join us today. This podcast, of course, is brought to you by Kappa Kappa Psi National Honorary Band Fraternity. The purpose of this series is to provide some insights, some helpful tips, suggestions, and to showcase the different voices in the, of the brotherhood in a hopefully entertaining, entertaining fashion that will keep you coming back. So today's guests are joining us all the way from the NAD and NCD, more specifically Amherst, Massachusetts and Elmhurst, Illinois. These brothers are currently serving as presidents for their respective districts, and I'm very excited to hear what they have to say and to see what they're doing. So without further delay, let's pass it over to our guests for their, intro- for their uh, introductions. Patrick? Hey, uh, I'm NED President Patrick Sullivan. I'm from the Epsilon New Chapter at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst. I'm a biochemistry major going into my senior year. Uh, in the past, I've been uh, field staff for the Alto Sax section, the UMass Marching Band. I've been section leader. Uh, in Epsilon New, I've been historian, and I've been the joint treasurer of the Epsilon New Delta Delta Joint Chapter. Um, an interesting fun fact about myself is I'm a bus driver. I drive buses for UMass Transit. I operate the radio down at the base sometimes, and I also train people to drive buses and try to help them get their CDL and pass the road test. Amazing. Very, very cool. Um, I had a roommate who was also a bus driver, and uh, I would always try to ask if I could talk on the radio, but I was never allowed. So probably for good reasons. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Patrick. Jack, what about you? Hello, everybody. My name is Jack Gornick. I'm a brother from Alpha Zeta at Indiana University. I major in management and business analytics. I play clarinet in the Marching 100. And I, last year, I served as North Central District Vice President for Membership. And now this year, I'm serving as NCD president. Uh, and I guess a personal fact, since I'm near Chicago right now, I'm a big Blackhawks fan. So go Hawks. Go Hawks. And that's, is that, is that lacrosse? What, what sport is that? You're doing this again with me, Bob? You know it's hockey. <laughs> yes, hockey. I, I've learned that Chicago people love their, their hockey, love their, uh, what is it? What's, who plays at Wrigley Field? The Cubs. The Cubs. That's right. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you both so much for your introductions. Um, very excited to have you on this podcast today. And um, for those of you who, again, are, are returnal listeners, um, last time we did um, an episode with two other district presidents, and we'll do two another episode with two more. But for this one, very excited to have these two individuals here. Have you know definitely seen them kind of go through the uh, election process and kind of see them get acclimated to their roles and. Um, just excited to hear more about them on a personal level, but I'm, I'm going to start out with a simple yet maybe difficult question. How has your 2020 been so far and how has this new normal been for you? And we'll start with Jack. Well, I mean, there, there are changes that are going on right now and like for me as well, but I think, I think I'm somewhat fortunate in that the changes that I'm facing are not as severe as some other people are or the adversity that I'm facing this year. Like, okay. Yeah. Classes are online. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Some struggles with, with internships and companies shutting down for the summer. That's, that was a, a little bit of a struggle, but it's mm-hmm. all right. Uh, but like in, in the end, I can still, I can still see friends and family to an extent. I can still go outside, go for a run, mm-hmm. go for a hike, whatever, whatever it is I want to do. And I can, and I can still do whatever I want to do for Kappa Kappa Psi. So, I mean, yes, it, it is a little bit of a new normal, but the changes I think for me at least are quite bearable. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you, Patrick. What about you? Yeah, I, I have a similar sentiment. I think, you know, things are, are pretty all right for now. And a new normal is an interesting way to put it. Uh, but I, I guess that's certainly an accurate way to put it. Um, I think at least I can sleep easy at night knowing that everybody's all, we're all going through the same stuff together. So, you know, I was worried about things like internships being canceled as well. But then I remembered well, all the internships are being canceled, so I'm not alone in my worries for that. Um, I actually was thinking about, like, years ago, every New Year's, I would see this meme that was like, what do you think is going to happen in four years? Haha, come on, guys, I don't have 20-20 vision. 
And then like the next year, it's like three years and then two years. And then this the last New Year's Eve, it's like, what do you think is going to happen this year? I don't have 2020 vision. And I feel like that meme was a warning. And I wish I took it more seriously when I saw it. <laughs> Uh, you know what? That, that, that's a that's a good point. I, I I definitely know what you're talking about with that meme. And um, yes, 2020 has definitely been the longest six seven months ever. Um, so very we're, cool. We're only I, halfway done. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> only halfway done with 2020. <laughs> right. So um, great, great to hear that, and um, thank you for sharing. And I I just for me like just. It's great to see that even though there are so many changes that we do have people like you both in leadership to help, like help the students adjust. I think at the end of the day, it's, it's about the student's safety, mentally, emotionally, physically. So, um, you know, for those of you who are listening for your 2020, again, just know that there are people here who are struggle busing with you as well. And, and we're, we're all going through a lot of different issues. So um, you're, you're not you're not alone. So my next question is going to be sort of a, uh, I guess a, a throwback, you could say. Um, I wanted to hear more about how you got in music and KK side. We'll start with Patrick on this one. Sure. Uh, I started playing clarinet when I was in the fourth grade. And uh, oh, I, I wouldn't be too excited yet because I quit not a few years later. Uh, and I wanted to find a new instrument. So I was trying to decide between like saxophone and trumpet. I had a much easier time jumping from clarinet to saxophone than to trumpet. So I stuck with that. Played tenor saxophone in middle school and for some of high school. Then I did Barry sax. I just love Barry sax. Um, but when I came to UMass, there's no Barry sax in the marching band. So I jumped back to all the way back to alto sax, which I hadn't played in a long time, but I had one, so it's what I brought. Um, for KK side, I vividly remember, uh, it was like the first weekend after band camp. Uh, we had a parade in Westboro, Massachusetts. It was sweltering hot. We we're in the old UMMB uh, uniforms, which are, were like heavy wool, like we're all like dying from the heat. Well, you know, we pushed through, we did the performance and we rode the bus back home. We got home and I stood up to get off the bus and our band director, Dr. Anderson gets on the bus and he's like, Oh, fantastic job today. Everybody, no band tomorrow. Band is canceled. And everybody's like, Woo. and instantaneously somebody standing behind me, like also waiting to get off the bus taps me on the shoulder and I turn around. Um, and it was a brother, one of my field staff and he said, no, now that band is canceled tomorrow, I know you're free to come to this KK Psy recruitment event that's hosted during band time because nice. I know you have nothing going on during that time. And I was like, oh, I, I have to go. There's no way that I, I couldn't go because I got to see this guy like every day of the week. So I, I went and we played kickball down at the field and I saw all these, these people, like there were so many people there, like more than half the people were, weren't brothers. They were there for the recruitment event. But mm -hmm. as I met everybody and I started to pick out who were the brothers, I saw this really strange phenomenon where I was meeting people that they were all great friends, super close. And I was learning, oh, they're not in the same section. They're not even in the same like major or in the same year. Yeah. but they're all this big united group. And that thing that I was seeing that I came to understand later was the brotherhood that they had all formed. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that, that's what kept me coming back. It really piqued my interest. And I also was just very thankful for the friends that I had made already just that first week after band camp. Yeah. You know, I felt like that the program, the UMass band had given me so much and I wanted to give back whatever I could. So the more I learned about what the chapter did to serve the band, the more interested I was. And I was told something at that recruitment event that I knew would ring true. And it, it definitely did as I was told, you know, everybody joins this fraternity at different times and for different reasons, but everybody seems to share this one thing is you come for the service and you stay for the brotherhood. And that couldn't be more true a couple of years down the line. That's absolutely the mentality that I've developed over these years. Awesome. Very, very powerful. So very much appreciate that. And I can definitely say that, uh, you know, we, we learn a lot about peer pressure, but when we use it for good to get good people to join the virtual community, you know, that's, that's a good example of, of, of just direct, um, 
recruiting right there. So awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm just, I guess I'm surprised there was no free food involved because I feel like that's where most of the stories uh, surround themselves around. So very cool, Patrick. Jack, what about you? Well, mine doesn't involve free food either. So sorry to crush your <laughs> hopes and dreams. Um, so going, going back to getting involved in music, I let's see, I joined, joined a band in fourth grade playing clarinet. Um, but unlike Patrick, I stuck with clarinet all the way through, like all the way through high school and in college. Uh, just kept going with it, joined marching band in high school, started getting really into it, got a lot more hyped. Uh, then going to, to IU, joined the marching hundred and then continued. So continued on there. And one of my, one of, one of the few people that I knew from my high school that were, well, that was also at IU, he was, he's a brother and he just went up to me one day just during band camp and said, Hey, you should come to this uh, Kappa Kappa Psi recruitment event. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. So I went and then I haven't really left. I'm still just here. <laughs> I just no, never looked back after that. Yeah. And just been a part of it all the way since then. And then you, and then you both dig deeper into, into not only just being a brother, but wanting to serve, um, on, on, on different levels and, and different ways. And, um, it's just, yeah, it's always really interesting to, to kind of hear how, you know, I, we often hear about the struggles of leadership of when you are serving, like there, there are obviously there are issues and there's things get hard, but it's like the little things that you got, you guys are mentioning right now, like the memories of like how you got started, the people that wanted you to get, that wanted you to get involved and the little moments that where you do serve or, or the brotherhood aspect keeps you coming back. And I think it's really important. So for, you know, anyone listening, like if, when you have those tough moments, think back on those memories, think back on like the smiles, the brotherhood, the, the, the bond that you get to share that makes us all, all worth it. So amazing. Okay. So the next question I have for you both, um, we'll start with Jack on this one is what's been your favorite thing, aspect, memory of KK Psy so far? So kind of, uh, just what you were kind of alluding to here is like some, there's sometimes where uh, you are going through a lot of hard work, maybe some challenges, mm-hmm. but then you get, you get a moment that's, that's just really rewarding. Mm-hmm. And then, and for me, this relates to, uh, if, if, if it isn't my, my favorite memory, it's, I think, definitely one of the most rewarding. Uh, and that was, la- so last year being district VPM, mm-hmm. I was in charge of putting forth a membership education retreat. Mm-hmm. And so that retreat, let's see, that enti- entire day of workshops was on like October 6th. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I had started planning that and preparing for that all the way back in maybe late April, mm-hmm. maybe early May. So I, w- I was working on this event for several months mm-hmm. and pu- pushing through, preparing, uh, creating a vision for the event, creating mm-hmm. workshops, coordinating with my TBS counterpart, coordinating with the governors and anybody else that was doing workshops mm-hmm. uh, to, just, to just get this all down packed and running, and running smoothly. Yeah. And so like, it was definitely, definitely a lot of work. But then going through that event, the very end of the day to conclude the events, as like as most most events and we we, we sang the hymn mm-hmm. and we sang the hymn so we were in this we went out into this like two-story like atrium so like like a like a circular tall room with like really really strong acoustics mm-hmm. and we st- we lined up in a circle around a like star insignia in the ground yeah and then when i say i think this is the best hymn that i've ever heard I think like a combination of the, the acoustics of the room, just echoing just the right amount. Yeah. The, a very strong balance of, of, of voices and just the, the build up to that for me. Yeah. Cause that was, that was like four or five months in the making of me working, working hard up until that point. And then just having that moment to just enjoy the hymn, to breathe easy and just, just relax. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. It literally and figuratively came to a resolve. Like there was a, yeah. resolve. so I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And, um, for those of you, so M E R, um, is that's what your membership education retreat is. Yes. Okay. So yeah, for those of you who, who are listening, um, and, and don't fully know district officers oftentimes have to work 
behind the scenes to put together events, even though they may not have been trained or have the necessary, uh, you know, it just kind of like you kind of go, you, you, you learn as you go with these events. So if there are events that you've been to that may, you know, that may have touched you in some way, or you think that may have gone better, whatever it is, just give, make sure to give your thanks to your district officers, especially now when they're shifting from, you know, these traditions of in-person events to now virtual. Um, I, I hope that this is something, and this is something that's really important um, because, a lot of times people are like, well, if it's virtual, it's not going to have the same impact. So I might just not go. Well, if everyone has that attitude, then yeah, of course, it's not going to have the same impact. But everyone, everyone is intentional. But like, you know what? I don't have to drive. I don't have to spend money to, to you know, register whatever. Go. It will make that event even more powerful. So thank you for sharing that, Jack. Patrick, what about you? What's been your favorite thing, aspect, or memory of, of KKSI? Um, I, Jack's story actually just reminded me of seeing him at NatCon in 2019 mm-hmm. in the, uh, that, uh, auditorium in Oklahoma, I forget what it was called, the hot but one. yeah, the really hot one. And I remember having <laughs> way too many people in that room, uh, especially like when we sang to him, like I was, um, I was in the very, very back row so I could see everybody Yeah, and there was like no standing room. There was every seat was filled and it was just like the craziest thing to hear and to contribute to. Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, that was unforgettable. Uh, I also, my, the aspect I was thinking of was I don't think I've ever seen somebody join this fraternity and not walk away a like better person, more the person that they want to be mm-hmm. with more skills and like leadership ability that they've developed that a lot of the times uh, they maybe didn't even think they had. I think that's the case for me as especially like, I didn't think that I ever could be a leader, like a section leader or a district president, but yeah. it was being around the people that could do those things in my eyes, like my role models through the fraternity. And it, it, sometimes it just takes a simple, they say, you can do it too. Yeah. You believe in yourself. And then it's like, oh, wow. It, it happened. It worked. And it's, it's, it's working. I'm yeah. finding some success. Um, I think the transformation it's, it's incredible to watch. And it's also incredible that it, it seems to just, it's consistently there. It's always going to happen. Like I, I, I put money on people enjoying their experience in this fraternity every time. So, and, and this is, I'm going to add a question here. That's no, not on our script, but I wanted to see like when it came to taking a step into leading or into um, wanting to serve on the district level, was there somebody that like inspired you or like that maybe have like, you know, tapped you in the shoulder and was like, Hey, I think you should run. Um, well, yeah, there was uh, our, our chapter president two years ago uh, gave this whole speech about how, uh, we should all consider running for district offices and mm-hmm. how uh, we had a lot of brothers that were district officers in the past that were still around. And if we needed help, we could talk to them. Our chapter sponsor used to be NED president. And he was saying like, you know, the resources are available and he believed in all of us that we could do it. And so that was when I started really thinking about it. And then I like went to districts. I went to NACON. I got to know the district council at that time. And through knowing them, I started to see you know, the, the qualities that I had honed and developed over the years through the fraternity. And I started to say, you know, I also can do this. All I need to do is just put this application together. And if I just go in and be myself, I really think that people will, will latch on and, and agree that, that I, I have the ability to lead yeah. um, at, the, at the district level. Yeah. Very cool. What about you, Jack? Uh, similar thing for me. Like, so from being in Alpha Zeta, like at IU, we've had, I'm now the, the fourth district president from Alpha Zeta in the last six years. So starting with, with Bong being district, district president, then after, after him, we had Jarek from Alpha Zeta. Then a year after that, we had, uh, we had Jason Filer, who I knew, knew the most out of, out of the, this group because uh, I was still an active brother with, with him. And then, then now a year after, or two years, a year off, from Alpha Zeta, then now back to Alpha Zeta with me. Um, so my sophomore year, I was uh, continuing membership education coordinator. Uh, 
mm-hmm. in alpha zeta. Just a, like just a chair position, not on exec, just working on the membership edu- education committee, putting forth CMEPs. Mm-hmm. And at that year's membership education retreat, mm-hmm. there was there there was a call put out by Emily Pollock, who was the VPM at that time, mm-hmm. for chapters to share like what they're doing with CMEPs. Yeah. And so my president at the time, uh, Ali Newman, just reached out to me and said, "Hey." you should do this and just give a presentation. So I went to MER, gave, gave a presentation in front of like a decent chunk of the district. And then on the way home, I got a text from Jason saying, Hey, like come over, let's, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he, and, and he told me like people were impressed with what you had to say today. Yeah. And like, if you, and like, I had this conversation, I had a conversation with Mark and Tammy, but Jason was saying this, he had a conversation with Mark and Tammy, the NCD governors. And they were like, yeah, like he, he we should reach out to him about <laughs> running for district office. Yeah. And then like, it was never something that crossed my mind until Jason brought it up to me. Yeah. And I think that's the case for so many, so many people, isn't it? Like being a district officer is within the reach of so many more people. Because you don't have to be some, you don't have to be spectacularly experienced or have some extreme skill or anything. Like you need to have passion, you need to have, uh, you need to have some goals, and you need to have the drive to achieve them. Mm-hmm. Like that's, and you probably need some communication leadership experience in there as well. But like, it's it's not something uniquely profound about the people that end up becoming district officers. The people that are district officers are the people that have that. Mm-hmm. And take the initiative to do that, yeah. but there. But being a district officer is within reach for so many more people than people realize. Yeah, and I think if people just go out and if if they see a see a position that they want to go for, I think they might be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Just go for it. Yeah, and I know like I am in a was in a unique scenario because I did have other like district officers from Alpha Zeta to to look up to. Um, whereas like a lot of other chapters have just never had anybody, even if they have, have somebody who could become a very, very strong district officer. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's tougher, tougher for those chapters for sure. And and those brothers and chapters that don't have somebody that's readily there. Um, but if current district officers or chapter presidents or other chapter officers can reach out to people and be like, Hey, like you would be a good fit here. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the first step towards getting people to run. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think these are very powerful responses um, and examples. And the, the reason I ask is because, and it, you both alluded to this, is that like, it's, this is a very common thing for, for our, our fraternity is that, you know, most people end up serving at a, at a higher level, you know, they put themselves out there to be criticized, to be, to, you know, to have stressful, uh, days, nights, and, you know, worrying about events and stuff because someone tapped them on the shoulder, reached out to them and said, Hey, I think you would be good at this. And uh, I think my, my point is our fraternity, you know, our, we have musicianship, service and leadership. And many times people look at that leadership aspect and they're like, well, that must mean the same thing as a title. And I think you both can, can attest to this is that like, we all have this, this, this realm or this cloud of leadership around us that like, you don't have to hold a title to tap someone on the shoulder and say, Hey, you would be good at this. Of course it helps. It probably has a different, you know, kind of feel to it when someone with a title does say that, but to all brothers listening out here, if you see somebody that you think has the potential, has certain skills of the passion to be, a leader to serve uh, at, a, at a higher level and to develop their leadership. I hope that you will encourage them. I hope that you will, you will push them because at the end of the day, we all started out with a lack of knowledge or skills. Those come, that comes with time. But if someone has that passion, if someone has that, those, you know, the fundamental drive to want to serve in that way, I hope that you will do that. And this is for the two of you as well, you know, continue to look, be in the lookout for who's going to be the next DP, who's going to be, you know, the, the next district officer, the, whatever that may be, like continue to, to keep an eye out because we are also responsible for how our fraternity ends up in the next few years, 10 years, whatever, because we also lay that foundation. We set that momentum. 
So now that we're deep into the district co- uh, officer conversation, I, I did want to ask, um, you know, one of you is a first time district officer. One of you is returning. So hope, hoping to, to get a, um, um, your perspectives on how your experience as a district officer has been so far. And we will start with Patrick on this one. Sure. Um, I, I don't think that there's any single word or phrase or sentence that I could use to describe the experience so far. Um, but you know, it has definitely had ups and downs like, uh, just last night, I hosted a chapter leadership conference with all the district or all the uh, chapter presidents in the district. Nice. And, um, you know, more than half of them were able to, to show up. And mm-hmm. I, it was an hour long meeting, kind of similarly structured to the SAC meetings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was so nervous for a lot of it thinking, I really hope that the, those in attendance don't feel like this is a waste of time. I hope that they feel like they're gaining knowledge out of it, that they're getting important information and that this is the best way to do it instead of just sending out like a whole list of of emails or whatever. Um, and you know, I, I spoke pretty passionately about the upcoming year and like, you know, trying to, to work through turbulent rough times and everything. And I guess by the end of it, it, I had so much positive feedback and so many people said this was great. They loved it. They, they're looking forward to the next one. Um, and it was awesome, but you know, I still like, I still couldn't sleep last night, just going over everything again, thinking this, that, what did I say here? What did I say there? What should I have done differently? And Mm -hmm. just my head was spinning with it, but I think overall it was a success and you know, it's an experience that even though it kept me up, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but there, you know, there's also like, I, you know, it'd be dishonest to not bring up like failures and stuff like a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had, I reached out to a chapter about paying some late fees and they emailed me back right away. And they were saying, Oh, you know, how do we go about doing this? What's the process for submitting the money to national HQ? And I totally just forgot to answer. Totally forgot to reply. And then like a week later I saw they paid the late fees on OMRS and it clicked in my head. I was like, wait a second, this is the chapter that I was supposed to help do this. Mm -hmm. I felt so bad. Uh, But that failure, you know, it's a learning experience. And now I have, a uh, to-do list on my desk where I'm going to write stuff like that down and, and I have, and I'm not going to miss it next time so that I can yeah. take those opportunities to help out the chapters that ask for it, especially when they ask for it. Yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate that. And, and that it's, it's so powerful because those that do have the opportunity and privilege to serve as a district officer, specifically district president, you learn so much about yourself. You learn about how you tend to operate. You learn how to maybe um, potentially solve your own issues before they they happen. Um, This is why I think you know, there are people within a fraternity who, who believe that district officers shouldn't be a thing. And I adamantly believe that it should be a thing because this gives students opportunity to really put everything to the test and really you know, all the things that we're learning, all the things that we ask, you know, like the whole AEA thing, like, but how can you do that? How can you show that? Being a district officer is one way. So even though it is July 12th and elections probably won't happen until, I mean, that, I mean somewhere in, in early 2021, but I, I hope those who are, who are listening are going to consider it and you're going to reach out and ask questions and pay attention because a lot of times when, when you do start to notice what the district officers are doing, you'll notice their growth as well. And I, I appreciate Patrick, you sharing that failure because myself included, I fail literally every day, left and right. So many, so many emails have gone unanswered <laughs> as well. And it happens, right? It happens. But you know, how, how do we curtail that? How do we grow from it? And I just, I think that um, acknowledging that failure and just kind of like, you're right, I failed moving forward. So I appreciate that. And um, I think that was very powerful. Jack, what about you? How's your district officer experience been so far? So I think like, so this, this year being district president, I think I am fortunate in a lot of ways for having already served on the council last year. Um, because like when I'm adjusting to this year, I'm just adjusting to a new role instead of having to adjust to not only a new role, but also just to be adjusting to being on the district council. 
So I like that understanding. I, th- I think, I think it has helped me a lot and I admire like Patrick and other district presidents who have to do both. Uh, and they've done, they've done well so far and, and it's, it's good to see. Um, but I think having, having that year already in this realm of being a district officer has, has helped a lot because I can now not only I can, I can understand what we do already, mm-hmm. which helps me see what we can do better. Mm-hmm. And from an, in, like from an internal aspect as well, like from within the district councils, understanding, okay, this is something that we didn't do too well last year. Let's change that. Let's do it different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think, I think that's helped, helped me a lot so far because I'm trying to balance doing what we've done before with and what works there and changing things up to a better solution for mm-hmm. different things. So balancing between tradition and, and, and growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think we've, we've as a council already done a lot of really good things in terms of reevaluating what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I love that so far. Like we, we've done a deep dive into our, like our communication channels as a district mm-hmm. and we've, we've changed things up. And I think, I think like we're trending in a very good direction right now. Yeah. No, I, I really appreciate hearing that response and, and just kind of tying it in with Patrick. It's like, I think, the thing that I, I hear again and again with district officers is that like you have this opportunity where you get to do that deep dive into yourself into what has been done, your skills as a leader, your um, just overall ability to do certain things. And you find ways in which to grow. You find which ways in which to, to do better. And something like, you know, Patrick had mentioned or, you know, Jackie mentioned with the reassessment of the communications is that literally every district council, every chapter, every committee, it's going to change and it's going to look differently. And I highly encourage all brothers listening, no matter what titles you hold, whatever committees or whatever aspect you, you, you serve, things are going to change and you have to get yourself into the mindset of being comfortable with change. Traditions are great, but we don't want to be stifled by that tradition, especially with everything going on in 2020. Again, it's been the longest decade ever. This, this six, seven months that we've, we've lived in 2020, it's been, but there have been so many changes and we've seen that the call for you need for people to need to be able to look at themselves and say, all right, what's not working? What is working? Same thing with band, right? You look at the, you look at concert bands and how concert band has essentially, there's been a big call for how that's going to change. Even marching band with COVID, how is that going to change and still be able to play and serve and do things? So I, I really appreciate these these responses because to me it gives such a different aspect to what leadership looks like because leadership isn't just about being the front person sometimes it means taking a step back letting people do their thing and 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 just looking observing watching listening see what the people need seeing what people want seeing how things need to be better so i definitely appreciate that and um, this will take me to my next question is yourself as as dp um you've had I'm sure a lot of time to ruminate on this from when you essentially ran. And again, both of you, you know, I mean, really all, all six DPs, but especially the, the both of you, I've seen, I've read your stuff. So from there, from when you were running for district president to where you are now and looking forward to what you know about this year, if you could only achieve one thing, one goal as district president, what would that one thing be? And we'll start with Jack on this one. So one thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately, as in like just the last couple of days, mm-hmm. is when, when we're talking about like the things that we're doing as a district and what like what what people need and what chapters do, mm-hmm. I've I've begun to think more about when we are in these like challenging times, mm-hmm. we really need to focus on doing things right. Mm-hmm. And that's a very vague thing. And, and, and I'm aware of that. But so making sure that we are connecting with the people that we need to be connecting with, to make sure that we are working as a collective unit when we need to, to make sure that we are supporting people and the brothers of this and brothers of the district, to make mm-hmm. sure that we're getting brothers to support each other. Um, like th- these are all things that should be going on regardless of the changes that are happening. Mm-hmm. But these are things that become ever more important when there is more adversity in the way. Mm-hmm. 
So again, in terms of making sure that we are, we are as a district council are supporting brothers as effectively as we can, mm-hmm. like that becomes ever more important right now. And I think, I think that would have to be the biggest focus for me this year is just re-emphasizing mm-hmm. that our job as a district council is to engage, serve, and support the brothers of the NCD. Mm-hmm. And I think if we if we do that effectively, well, then every, everything else I think falls into place. Mm-hmm. I love that. It sounds like you're you know like the the big focus is to set people up for success. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean that that's a really important part. And like people look at the district officers and the district council, and sometimes like if you're not it may kind of seem like they're like, there's just an agenda. People are cert, like driving certain things, but there really is an aspect to this where it's like, what can we do to serve, to engage and to, to support our chapters? And I, I would say, if not, it's probably one of the most important things, if not the most important thing to, to kind of take a look at how you can support. So I appreciate that. Uh, let's see, Patrick for you. Yeah. What, what same question is like, what's the one goal? If you achieve nothing else, if you're like, right, I forget everything else. If I, I need to achieve this one thing, what would that be? I think the NED is in the same mindset as, uh, as the NCD, where we, I, I said this to the chapter presidents yesterday, like, this is your year. And like, that's, uh, you know, that's a hard thing to face because maybe you're, you know, your chapter president, it's your senior year. And you had this vision for what your year was going to be. And now you've got this like remote semester and you've got this like, you know, your band program is running in a very different way than it ever has. And it's just not the same. But I want to, if I had to just drop everything and say every day, just reiterate, this is your year. Don't waste the opportunity to rise up to this adversity and to overcome it. Because that's what this is. This challenge is an opportunity to to better yourself and, and to, to overcome it. And I had a, a realization too, it, along the same train of thought is, you know, I realized marching band isn't really fun. Just the aspect of it in general, like running around in the heat, making these formations that like, you know, maybe you're standing behind a tuba player. You can't even see the audience now. And, yeah. uh, you know, the uniforms are uncomfortable, but it's the most fun that I've ever had because of the people that are in it not because of what it is. And, you know, when the programs are coming back and they're not at all what they used to be, they're like virtual and you're like recording, you know, to a tick track so that you can be in, you know, like a compilation video or whatever. And you're like, this just isn't the same. Well, that's fine because maybe it'll be even more fun (laughs) than what the original was. And maybe you can make it fun and make it worthwhile and make people want to do it. Yeah. Um, Because that, that is what, I think the most important thing we can do right now is um, is to just make it our year because yeah. this is the only year that we have. Yeah, I love that. That's I think that's very powerful. And you know, just kind of looking at everything and to everyone listening is, I hope that you can identify what that one thing is for you, and I hope that you will also take the time to ask others that you're around what that one thing is. Well, Patrick, you mentioned marching band, right? So like it's. Yeah, I, I will say, as a person who does not like going outside and does not like to sweat or run around, I enjoy marching band like no other. I enjoy rehearsals because the, the, the challenges that we have, the, the stupid jokes that we get to tell each other, like the, this that, that camaraderie that we're suffering together sometimes, right? So, but I, I know that that's for me, but sometimes, you know, I have to ask myself, like, if someone's not enjoying their time in March, man, do I know why? And a part of that is like, well, I have to incorporate, like, what's their one thing? Like what, what one thing do they want to get out of, out of marching band? And sometimes I have, you know, I know music students are like, I'm just here because I need that credit. So then like, at least that, that to me, that, that reminds me of like, okay, that's where they're coming from. So like as leaders, as brothers, when, when we're looking at, especially how things are going to change when things are moving to virtual, we may not have marching band at all, um, taking a look at like, all right, the things that you're doing, they're probably going to have to change. And with those changes, are we incorporating what, what are the things that people want to achieve? Like, why are you still in this chapter? Like if, if chapter is going to be 
completely virtual, you know, why would you still want to be a part of that? In a way, like to make sure that people feel heard because there was so much going on right now. There's so much noise. There is just so much happening at once that sometimes I, I mean, I'm hearing this from students left and right. From like, I get emails and messages on social media saying like, I just feel lost. I feel unheard. I feel that people are so focused on the changes um, and like the, the big problems that like, I feel like my, my voice isn't heard or like my concerns aren't, aren't being heard. So I hope that again, everyone listening for our DPs here and, and for all the others is that we take the time to also listen to what are people's one thing. What's the one thing they want to achieve this year? What's the one thing they want to achieve fall semester? Whatever that may be, taking the time to at least hear people, people out because it may change our perspective on things. All right. So, um, the next question, we'll start with Patrick in this one. Um, you know, you've been in office for a, a few months now, and I just wanted to, um, ask about maybe one project. If you could tell us about one project that you and your council have been working on or will be working on that you're most excited for. Um, we actually, this, we had this like small idea that has kind of snowballed and now it's almost become like our main focus where we said we, we were looking over a few chapter constitutions and we were like, you know, these are all very different. A lot of them don't include things that other ones have, or they're just, you know, formatted completely differently. We realized the chapter constitution is really important. Let's collect all the chapter constitutions and let's like look at them and let's see, well, how do officers split up their responsibilities? Because now we've got a Slack channel. Well, we've got a service channel. What officers should we be putting in there if a chapter doesn't have a VPS, for example? And yeah. so he said, well, if we look at their constitution, we can find out what officer would go in there. So he said, let's get these constitutions. And now we're, we sent out a call for the district parliamentarian about seven months earlier than we normally would, because we're saying we need this parliamentarian to come in and help us sort through these constitutions and look at them and, and suggest changes for chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of taken over and it's become our main focus. And I think everything that we are going to be doing in the near future is going to be hinged on examining the chapter constitutions to figure out what they are able to do in the fall and what they should do, uh, you know, maybe to change it or to edit it, to open themselves up, to allow for their chapter to function in whatever capacity it can in this upcoming semester. That's very powerful. I mean, that, I mean, I mean, such an important part and I'm just like, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the situations the number of emails or meetings I've set on, because there were these internal issues of like, well, the constitution says this, but the chapter's trying to do this. Are they just going to not like, so, so many different things. And, you know, I won't mention any specifics, but I, I think that's really powerful. So like, again, those who are, who are listening, like, do you have it built into your internal, your, your ecosystem to where, uh, or your infrastructure to where you assess these things like every so often, because again, your chapter is going to change the fraternity votes on changes every two years. Are you doing the same thing? Right. Are, are you continuing to assess like what changes is the, the university making in regards to its student life? Um, you know, the, the student life organizations and such. Um, what, organiza- what changes are happening on, on the national level, the district level? Like, are you staying on top of that? Or are you at least being proactive about this? So, again, super something that is so dry and most people avoid because it is so dry. But again, so, so important. So I'm interested to hear more about how this goes. So, uh Yes, I will keep tabs. Uh, Jack, what about you? Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing that we've been working on as a council so far this summer is just setting the foundation for everything else that we're going to do this year. Mm-hmm. So through our summer meetings, we did a deep dive into each of our individual goals, mm-hmm. refined them, created a timetable for them, mm-hmm. um, figure out how, how we're going to work together on some of these. We set expectations for each other as district officers. We... Again, we did a, another deep dive into our communication and our organizational structures and are looking to revamp a lot of things, including our website, which hasn't been changed much in the last couple of years. Um, and right now, I know Patrick alluded to the fact that they have an, uh, a Slack uh, and we, we've been working on creating a NCD Slack channel or Slack workspace that mm-hmm. has a bunch of different channels for each, uh, each different responsibility in each chapter. So presidents, VPMs, service brotherhood music treasure like go, oh, going down the line mm-hmm. and giving giving an opportunity for brothers to connect with and collaborate and to support each other 
mm-hmm. as well as to have a open line of communication with, with us as district officers. Yeah. And again, this is setting, setting, setting everything up for when we actually get into the year, mm-hmm. we have these resources, we have these communication channels, we have this plan of how we are going to support the brothers of this district mm-hmm. and how we, how we are going to achieve our goals as, as officers and as a council. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I just, I, w- I was going to make a joke. It was like, Oh, you're Kelly's showing, uh, you know, utilizing that, that uh, Kelly degree there. So no, I think that's again, another, like, we, we look at these pieces and um, sometimes um, I often chuckle and then laugh because uh, people will come to us with these ideas of like these grandeur changes, like these massive great ideas. And I think, I mean, to me, like, all right, let's change everything up. I'm okay with that. However, at the end of the day, change is not sustainable if you don't think about the fun, the, the, the foundational pieces. So like the bylaw reviews, the constitutional reviews, like the setting, the simple act of setting expectations or creating something that you both are, are doing or have done, like the communication space, like what's that one place? So, I mean, I'm sure this has happened to, to, to all of us where we're communicating about a project or like internal affairs with our chapter. It's like some of it's on email, some of it's over a text group, some of it's over, um, you know, groupie, some of it's over here. And it's, it's, a tactic. So again, for those of you listening, pay attention to what's happening within your chapter and see, are these fun, uh, fundamental pieces, these foundational pieces, are, are they being looked at? Are they being assessed? And are they being um, built together? Um, and take a look at, especially with so many changes that are probably going to take place, like make sure that you have something stable that brothers can at least depend on, look forward to something that they know, like, all right, if literally if everything changes, at least these pieces will still be something that we can latch onto and maintain some sort of consistency for our chapter. Okay. Very cool. So just um, a couple of, um, of questions left here for you all. And I did want to hear, um, about how KKSI has helped shape you into the person you are today. And that may be deep and maybe may a lot, but you could just expand on how KKSI has changed you or helped you grow into who you are today. Um, I would greatly appreciate that. And we'll, we'll start with Jack. I, it's definitely provided me the opportunities to become a, a better leader. So going all the way back through like pretty much any organization that I've been in all the way back to like middle school, like by the end of it, I was in, in for most of them, I was in a leadership position mm-hmm. and like looking back on like my work in there, there, there's some things that I did right, but there's so many more things that like looking back, like, wow, I, why did I do that? Yeah. Like that was really immature, Jack, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and so like, uh, it, it wasn't until getting into like higher level leadership in, in, in Kappa Kappa Psi where I like really realized that, I still had a, I had a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the last two years of being a district officer, like I've seen myself grow as a leader so much. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's provided me the opportunity and the practice to become a more competent, mature, level-headed, empathetic leader. Mm-hmm. And while still maintaining some of the strengths that I had, uh, er, like earlier on in, in, in my leadership career. Yeah. Uh, but just allowing, allowing me to just to, to handle bigger issues, uh, more go through more adversity, bigger challenges. Mm-hmm. And, and through that, like you, you do find who you are and you definitely find or even overhaul like, your leadership characteristics. Yeah. So I think that's, that's been huge for me. Yeah. I love that. Hey, change is, change is good and assessment is good. Reflection is good. So, um, appreciate that a lot. Patrick, what about you? Yeah. Um, I agree about like becoming more introspective, looking at, you know, why do I like either choose the things, choose to do the things that I do or why do I believe or why do I go about solving a problem in in one way when maybe there's a better solution? Um, I think I, it's made me, want to have my my first thought in my head or my knee-jerk reaction has started to become honed towards not what is easiest or most convenient for me, but I try to have that first thought in my head is like, what can I do for the group? What can I do for the chapter and for the community? And I've, I've started to realize that I'm, I'm succeeding. Like in these last maybe year and a half, I've succeeded in 
oftentimes the first thought in my head is how do I benefit the group even at my own personal sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Um, and more actually, even more recently, being elected uh, NED president and and serving this role has changed just my perspective of like kind of the world itself. Like some people, a lot of people right now would say, you know, the, the world's in chaos and like the country's never been more divided than it is now. But I have this other completely opposite perspective where I'm like, I've never felt more connected to just like the world in general. Like I look at a crowd of strangers and I'm like, there's only so many degrees of separation between that random person and like a chapter member in the NED. Maybe they went to one of these schools that has a chapter. Maybe they were in the chapter. Maybe they were in the music department. Maybe they have a a sibling that's in that music department that knows somebody in the chapter. And I'm like, there's got to be only like three or four degrees of separation between most everybody. Um, because, you know, even maybe even they're just a fan of that university's band. Um, there's so many people, if I wear like a UMass Marching Man shirt in public, people will be like, oh, I love the UMass Marching Man. And I'm like, uh, incredible. Like, you know, and <laughs> it's it's crazy to think that like that is so pervasive in, in everybody's uh world and, and that I do I'm starting to see more of a connection between everybody. And honestly, it's just, it makes me more, more happy. Definitely. I've become a happier person. Well, that's really good to hear that. That warms my heart a lot. So, well, thank you both so much for, for sharing these pieces. And, um, I, again, I, I hope that this is something that you'll continue to, to reflect on, especially as you go through being, uh, serving as DP as a as district officer, as you go towards closer to, to conventions and, um, as someone who had a very emotional convention time that taking moments to be grateful for the moments, how you've grown, changed, learned, messed up, you know, said the wrong things, done the wrong things. Um, just take a moment to, to, to reflect on all of that. And it also just helps you in general. Uh, I mean, quite, quite frank, when you interview for jobs in the future, it helps, you know, it, it kind of preps you to, to answer these kind of questions and if your brothers are listening. I, I hope that you'll take this, the time to do that as well. I mean, yeah, you may not be serving as DP or district officer, um, maybe not even as a, as a chapter officer, but there's your journey, your experience in KKSI, you're, you're going to get out of it what you put in. You're going to make of it what you want to make of it. And if you don't take the time to reflect like something I probably can't mention says something secret says, like we probably have to take a moment to rest and reflect and just, you know, be, able to assess where we are on this journey and see how we don't, you know, we don't fall off the, the, the path. So I think reflection um, has been definitely something that we've, we've talked about on this call already. And I'm going to kind of do a switch from something more sentimental, something a little bit more serious to some fun questions just because, you know, again, I, I want people to, to learn more about you as individuals. So as I, I'm going to ask you a series of fun questions and it's just going to be like the first thing that comes to your mind. And, um, I'm, we'll, we'll start with, we'll just go Jack to Patrick, Jack to Patrick. We'll just kind of go through that. All right. You guys ready? Sure. All right. What is your biggest pet peeve? Inconsiderate people. <laughs> When somebody tells me to just drive the bus on the bus. Fair. <laughs> um, okay. What is your go-to meal or food? Do I, I don't know if I have a go-to. I, I, I like grilling chicken a lot. I guess that's a, okay. that's, that's a very basic thing that I do because chicken's also pretty cheap. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, ramen noodles, crack an egg in there. Ooh. Get it. I love it. Drop ramen. <laughs> Like if you could live in any city in the world, where would you live? Uh, wait, wait no, uh, I had, I had this, I had this, I thought about this the other day. I, I think I want to live in New Zealand, especially right now, considering they're back to open up. Okay. So that'd be pretty sweet. The other one that I thought of, I've heard really good things about Lugano in Switzerland as being like best place to live. So I'll just throw that out there. Heard of that I, like, I like the mountains. <laughs> Love it. I think I think I would move to Alaska to be honest. Whatever I don't even know what the capital of Alaska is, but probably there. 
Um, in Juno or Anchorage. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, I feel like it'd probably be pretty peaceful, and I don't mind the cold. I think it's easier to like warm yourself up than to cool down, like in the heat. So I think I, I think I dig Alaska. Yeah. Love it. I had an interview in, in uh, Anchorage in 2019. It was definitely an experience. Um, what is your least favorite type of food? See, it, it, it used to be like spicy food, but I'm getting into that more. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll eat pretty much anything. Like, honestly, Noted. I guess I, I'll go spicy, like spicy food that doesn't have flavor. Okay. Okay. I'll say like bagged frozen vegetables. I think vegetables <laughs> from a can is like so far superior and they like last longer uh-huh. on the shelf than, uh-huh. than like bagged frozen vegetables. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So if you did not play your current instrument, if you had to go back and change it to any other instrument, what would it be? Uh, French horn, mellophone. Okay. That's where I want to go. Uh, I, I, I don't know if this is cheating, but I'd say violin. Okay. I just started playing violin like a, a year and a half ago, but if I could have started it 10 years ago, I totally would have. I love it. I, I've been playing violin since I was very young, so I, I fully support that. I'm jealous. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys karaoke or not, but if you were if you were forced on stage to sing a karaoke song, what would that one song be? Uh, some in my register, so probably be some Beatles songs. Uh, I don't know. I, I I could definitely do some like in my life by the Beatles, but that's kind of mellow for a for a karaoke. But that's the first thing that came to mind, so okay. let's go go with it. Okay. Uh, definitely something by David Bowie. Okay. Maybe like a classic, <laughs> like Starman, or or the the cheap answer, which is tequila, because then you'll need to sing one word. <laughs> my gosh, yes, I love it. Okay, great. Last question, fun question here is, let's say you were driving a car. You're driving like a, a, a road a trip. Or a bus. <laughs> or a bus. You're driving a long, long distance. Just It's just you. And you're driving, all of a sudden a spider drops down. What is your course of action? Probably just hitting it out of the way or killing it. Fair. How big is this spider? You know, as big as it needs to, to, to frighten you. I would, I'd probably have to pull over and then like get out of the car and then find like a stick on the side of the road to like get it onto the stick. <laughs> and then I would just throw the stick. <laughs> Once the spider's on it, just throw the stick into the woods, drive okay. away as fast as I can. I love it. Honestly, I would have just put the light, the fire, the car on fire. That's me. <laughs> um, so I, I, I love that you both are a lot more peaceful um, and logical with your responses. Okay, very cool. So um, I just wanted to say that, you know, I, I've asked you both a lot of questions already and really do appreciate your willingness to speak on all this so far. And I did have one last question. Um, and for this one, we'll start with Jack. What piece of advice can you share with our listeners who would like to serve at a higher level who are currently searching for leadership opportunities or just potentially wanting to create some positive change for their community? So I definitely touched on this earlier, um, but like if, if, if you see something that you think you might be good at, mm-hmm. just don't be afraid to go for it. And if you need to find somebody to help you through that process, be it like a leader in your chapter or in the district, just reach out to them and be like, Hey, this is something I'm considering. Like what advice do you have? How can, how can you help me through this? Um, and I think that they should be able to help you quite a lot. Um, the, the other thing too, like not to get all like Nike on it, but just, just do it. Like, just, if you just go for it, like, don't be afraid to, to, to go for something. Like if it's, if it's, if you want a position run for it, that it's as simple as that. Like if you, if you want to, if you want to make change in your chapter, like find, just find a way to do it and just go for it. Talk to somebody about making it happen and then just go for it. It's, it's, it's as simple as it is. Like if you have, if you have good ideas, very rarely will people say no. And if they do say no, shame on them. Jack, I say no to you all the time. Yes. And shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I love that a lot. Um, and I'll, I'll let Patrick speak before I go on my little spiel here, but Patrick, what about you? Like what's that one piece of advice you would share with somebody looking to serve, create positive change? 
Yeah, uh, I, I agree with what Jack said about just do it. And Bong, all the time you say, don't have paralysis by analysis. I love that phrase. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it, I think it fits here as well. You know, if you're thinking like, oh, I don't know what my class load is going to be like or what this next year is going to be like, so I'm, I'm not going to run. Um, you know, I didn't know what this year was. I don't think anybody knew what this upcoming year was going to be like. So any sort of like thinking about that that I had done didn't really make a difference in the end. What's important is if you have the passion, if you have that drive and you can source that from, you know, the people around you, the people that you love and the people that support you and and what you want to do, you source that drive. You'll find the time. You'll find the means to get done what you want to do. Um, and you know, worrying about it beforehand, worrying about it before you even attempt to run is it's not going to do you any good. It's only going to hinder you. So instead of thinking like, Oh, is this really the best thing for me to do? Do it because I can almost guarantee you it is the best thing that you can do. And don't even, ask for a reason why, because that's just paralysis by analysis. Um, and you know, also if you, I think if your heart is in the right place, when you want to have some positive change instilled, you got to push through and keep going. Anybody that stands in your way, they probably disagree with not your message, but your methods. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of feedback you take in. You say, okay, maybe I, I go about this in a slightly different way, but you keep that same like the fire burning of what, what, what did you do or what did you want to do in the first place? What kind of positive change were you looking for? And now you revamp and revise what you're doing and how you're going about it based on the feedback from the community. But don't take people standing in your way as saying that your idea is bad. Yeah. Everybody just, you know, in this situation and, and I, in this fraternity, I really believe everybody wants to help and everybody wants things to go well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I have to say. Yeah, I, you know, I deeply, deeply appreciate this on such a another level because, um, it, it, let's say, if, if there was one thing that I could achieve serving in my role right now, if I achieve nothing else, is a whole thing about paralysis by analysis. If I could help stop that, if I could help just people do something and just like believe in their 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 journey, believe in their experience, believe in their skill set, just do something. Like at the end of the day, we're all gonna we're all gonna suck at something. We're all gonna mess up something. No one's gonna do anything perfectly. If you have ever said that you have played a, a piece, a stand tune, a show perfectly, you're lying. You're lying, right? And, and like, how do we get better at, at playing music? We practice, we just do it. How did you start per first playing your music? You just blew air into it or you, you, you struck the chord or whatever you had to do, like you just did it. And, and I, I get why there's this paralysis by analysis because people want to be safe. They want to make sure they're doing the right thing because it's a lot of pressure being a leader. I get it. I get it. But also at the same time, nothing, no action to me seems like we're doing people a disservice. While you shouldn't just head out and just like, you know, guns ablaze and do whatever you want to do. Like, you know, you're talking to other people, you're, you're taking into consideration, but once you get that, that analysis part done, do it. And, and again, to those people listening, like I myself would have never run for district office, never run for national office. If it hadn't been someone to like, Hey, what do you think about this? So take that piece of someone encourage you take that as like a, like the universe telling you something, then, then take that and do it. If you need a little bit of encouragement, like Jack said earlier, find somebody who's going to support you and do it. Right. If you need the time to, to talk to all, you know, like, like Patrick had said earlier with, with all the, um, the uh, chapter uh, officers or the ch uh, officers in your chapter to make sure that you're on the same page, then just do it. You're going to mess up. You're not going to say things perfectly. We're probably going to lose some sleep over it. That's okay. That's a part of us growing. That's a part of us learning. And that's a part of us striving for the highest, right? Striving for highest. I, I've, I've always, I saw this presentation a, a long time ago. Um, but someone was like talking about like, what does AEA look like? And they drew a line and like, you know, striving for the highest, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, talking about how does that look like a straight line? Like, what does that look straight up straight? Like, is it a, a, a you know, a consistent um, incline. No, it's probably going to be like this, like squiggly line where you're all, it's kind of like the COVID case lines, right? It's kind of like all over the place. And, you know, so I just want to say that to say thank you both so much for your time today and sharing more about yourself, your experience and your goals and your vision. Um, I very much am looking forward to seeing you both do your thing. You both come from different backgrounds, but I will say there's been this special thing about the NCD and the NED having this, this like similarities in the past before. And, um, I definitely do see a lot of similarities. I definitely see a lot of 
solutions in which you both can learn from each other, in which chapters within both districts can learn from each other as well. So I hope that, again, like we've kind of alluded to earlier in this call, even though things may seem distant, this is another chance to to get connected, to grow stronger, and to learn from outside of your comfort zone. So um, do you all, do you, either of you have anything else you wanted to add to this before we wrap up? No, I think I'm good. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, again, Jack, Patrick, thank you both so much for joining us today. Um, on behalf of the fraternity and the National Council, I uh, just wanted to say how much we truly appreciate you and admire all that you're doing for uh, our fraternity to promote musicianship, leadership, and service. And of course, a huge thanks to our listeners for joining us today. If you like this episode, then please share and suggest our podcast series to another brother today and subscribe if you haven't already done so. You know, we do this not to hear ourselves talk, but to share insight that could be meaningful for you and could hopefully create, help you create some positive change. But we also need help, uh, your help in finding topics to cover and uh, brothers to join us as guests on this show. Uh, if you have any suggestions, please reach out to me at bonco at kksi.org. That's B-A-N-G-C-O at kkpsi.org. Again, thanks for joining us today on KKSI Presents. My name is Bonco, your host, and I wish you all much love today. And as always, AEA.